Okay, so we're discussing the words that Abra Hashab, the ultimate purpose, the true purpose of manna on, upon earth. And we're talking about different degrees of service of Hashem, different levels of service of Hashem. And we went from serving Hashem in action, which is the main thing, and then discussing uh, two days ago the virtue of, of prayer and how prayer is something that in many ways surpasses action. Because in prayer, you're connecting yourself to godliness. You're elevating the mitzvahs that you do. Then we learned yesterday about Torah study. Our Torah study is even beyond prayer because in while you are connecting your soul and everything in your life to Hashem in prayer, there's still some friction there. You're still trying to change your mindset and change um, the settings, so to speak, of the concealment of godliness in the world. Hashem made the world in a way that the world conceals Hashem. And in davening, you're trying to fight that. You're trying to get closer to the truth. But in Torah study, it's not that you're trying to engage and fight with the world. It's more like you study Torah and automatically there's a change in the world. You're studying about how something is kosher and permissible and and that changes the status of the thing you're studying about. Just like the Talmud Yerushalmi says that when a Jewish court gives a ruling that changes the, the, the biological clock of a person. So too, when you study Torah, there's a change. Something happens in the world. There's something that shifts just by studying Torah. So you're not engaging with the world. You're not, you're not dealing with the frustration of, of uh, something that conceals godliness. Rather, you're just in your corner studying Torah, and the change happens by itself. And we gave an analogy for this, uh, the difference between Chayni HaMagil and Roshim B'Yuchoy. They both brought rain to the world, but Chayni HaMagil brought rain to the world through prayer. And therefore, there was a concealment of godliness in that activity, so that he had to adjust the divine flow to what the world needed. It didn't come exactly, exactly the way it was. Um, the world could have used it the, the best way the first time. And then there Rabbi Shem who just said, said words of Torah, and automatically rain came without any friction, without any angst. Just he said the words of Torah about how beautiful and how sweet it is when brothers stood together, and automatically, um, automatically there was there was rain. Okay, so now I'm going to go further in the discourse, and uh, if you remember when we first began talking about how there is a, a different. Um, levels of purpose of creation, we immediately brought the words of the conclusion of the Talmud, which says the greatest vessel that God found for peace is a uh, greatest vessel for blessing is peace. And we and that's what the Torah was given for. It was given to create peace. So now that we've learned how Torah makes the greatest contribution, if you will, to God's uh, desire to have a home in this world, now let's go back to those words of the Talmud. And this is the reason why the Talmud concludes with the words, God did not find a better vessel for blessing for the Jewish people than peace. As the Torah says, God gives strength to his nation. God blesses his people with peace because the entire purpose of man upon the earth is to make peace in this world, to connect all matters of this world with godliness. And in this itself, the perfect way of connecting the world with godliness is to the study of Torah and strength. The word strength, and Torah uses the word strength 
it means Torah because the refinement of the world through Torah is not through friction, not that there's two sides. Rather, it's done in a way where there's peace and tranquility. And this is the entire purpose of man's creation upon the world, as it says in the Talmud. I was listening to uh, various speakers this week discussing the Yudas Kislev, and someone mentioned how the Rebbe really uh, highlighted this teaching of the Talmud. It wasn't something that people paid attention to. But the Talmud, the Talmud says two things about the purpose of creation, the purpose of man. And you think like that's what you have to pay attention to, but people didn't. And so it says in the Talmud, I was created to serve my master. So the purpose of man's creation upon the earth, we asked in the beginning of the discourse, why does, does it use unusual expression, the purpose of man's creation upon the earth? Say the purpose of the creation of man. What does it emphasize the words? Why does it say the, the words upon the earth? The answer is like this. Man's purpose is to serve God. I was created to serve my master, to do mitzvahs, to learn Torah, to, to pray. And through doing all of this, I make a home for God in the world. But the Rebbe Rashab uses expression. This is the, the, the ultimate, true, uh, perfect, per, perfect intent of God creating man upon, upon the earth. Why is he mentioned the word upon the earth? Because he wants to talk about how man is beyond the earth. That means that a Jew, as the word in the Torah for man, is Adam. And the word for Adam, the word Adam, also means similar. Similar to what is in heaven. So it, it, the Torah says you are called man. The Jewish people are called man. Why are they called man? Because of their similarity to the divine. So what is the purpose of man, the Jew? First of all, a Jew has to know, before he talks about his purpose, he has to know that he is really beyond the world. And the only reason why he's in the world, in the simple sense, Ale Aretz, is to fulfill God's intent and creation. So there's two elements that, is, that are highlighted by the Rebbe Rashab's usage of the word upon the earth. One is you have to know that you're beyond the earth, you're upon it, you're above it. You're only here because you have something to do here. Number two, you have to know where you were sent. You were sent to be on earth. You're coming from above earth to be on earth. That's the expression in Hebrew, Ali Aretz, highlighting where we come from and where we're going. To fulfill God's intent of creation, to do, to, to do the mitzvahs, as the mitzvahs are in the Talmud are called God's messengers, we're here to fulfill God's mission, to do his mitzvahs. So that's the general intent. That's the general intent. And then creation is that we have to serve Hashem, to learn Torah, to do mitzvahs. That's what we're here for. But then the Rabbi Hashem adds the words. He says, what's the true intent of, of man's creation upon the earth? What does he add that word for? By a Jew serving Hashem, not only could he accomplish that a God has a home in this world, but he also can accomplish that he lifts his body from the situation, from the circumstances that the body is in. That by his service of Hashem, the body is elevated from being a state of grubkite. A, a body, a Jewish body, it looks similar to a non-Jewish body. A Jewish body is, is in a state of corporality. It's not, it's not a state, state of, of refinement. But by his effort, he's able to elevate the body from being a state of chumrius, of coarseness, and to bring it to a state of just being physical. And from creating that change from elevating from coarseness to, to, and refining the coarseness to bring it up to, to just be, being in, in the, there's being something, there, there are things which are physical, they're also coarse. 
And there are things which are just physical, but they're not coarse. So by a Jew's efforts, he's able to change his body. So it shouldn't be coarse, it should only be physical. And then he's able to go further and to change his body from just being physical to being spiritual. As the Alt Rebbe famously said, that Hashem gives the Jewish people a Zevazan for this line. He loves, loves this line. The Alt Rebbe said, the Abishter gives Yitn Gashmias, he gives us the physical blessings in order we should make for the Gashmias Ruchmias. So we should take the physical and turn it to something spiritual until we're able to reach the perfection that the Alter describes in chapter 32 in Tanya when he talks about loving your fellow Jew. And he says, you have to make your body secondary and your neshama the main thing. And your body has to become a vessel for your neshama. And when your body becomes a vessel for your neshama, we have an interesting halacha in the laws of Shabbos. Laws of Shabbos say that if you have a, um, a, uh, a pen and the pen has enough ink to write one letter, so the halacha is that you are, are uh, not liable for carrying the pen outside, even though you're carrying a pen and even though the pen has ink, because the pen can't function with only enough ink to write one letter. That's not considered functioning. Functioning, according to Torah, is writing at least two letters. That's, that's a, the, the, the definition of the ability of a pen to function. So if a pen can't function, it only has enough to write one letter, so not only is the ink not, the ink not significant, it's not considered like on Shabbos, you carry something outside, you're only liable if you carry something significant. If you carry something which only has enough to write one letter, it's not significant. But also the pen itself, here's the kicker. Here, even the pen itself, you're not liable for that either. Why not? The pen is, the pen is still a pen. No, the pen's not a pen. What is the pen? The pen is just a tool to write. And since the, the ink is not significant, that makes the pen also not significant. So the Torah is really saying that the physical properties of the pen are dependent upon the intent of why the pen is used. So since the purpose of the pen is to write, and the writing is not really possible because it's only enough to write one letter, so therefore the pen is not considered to be an entity. And therefore you're not liable for carrying the pen either. So in a similar way, um, since the Torah says that all the 39 prohibitions on Shabbos that we're not allowed to do, where do we know that which 39 things are prohibited? We look at what 39 things were done in the tabernacle. Whatever was done in the tabernacle, that's what we shouldn't be doing on Shabbos. That means that the, the, the laws of Shabbos are connected to God's purpose and creation. God's purpose and, purpose and creation is about making the world a home for Hashem, about making a mishkan, making a tabernacle for Him. So the ultimate way of making a home for God is where you're making a vessel. Your body is not just not fighting with you. Your body is not just not constricting your neshama, but your body becomes a vessel for your neshama in a way that the body becomes totally subservient and, and, a, a, and transparent to it. But this is just the purpose of man in creation. But the Rebbe Hashem adds the words, so the purpose of man in creation is to make the world a better place, to elevate and refine the world, to make the world a vessel for the The true perfect intent of man upon the earth is, um, Blake, you want to check the door? I think someone might be by the door in the front, in front of the show. Someone's calling. You can do that, please. I'm in uh, Rancho Cucamonga listening from far away. Uh, well, how long will it take you to get here? Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> hour and uh, <laughs> change. All right. Um, let me just text this, text this guy, see if he's getting the show one second. Is Rabbi Bresnan not there? Any, or, or Dr. Bresnan not there anymore? A second. Hold on. All right. 
Got it. Okay. Uh, so the perp, the Rebbe Shabbat used the expression, the ultimate purpose of man upon the earth. Why does he add those words? He wants to say that by the Neshama descending to this world, through its efforts in the body, the body can be elevated, true, but also the Neshama can be elevated as well. And it's really critical that man The man doesn't just impact his his body, but also his neshama. As the Talmud says, that when God judges us, He judges judges us as a body and soul together. And since the purpose, Zev, you're, you're a smart man. Am I, I going to go on and finish the discourse another five minutes, or are we going to stop today? What are we doing? And that means keep on going. I'm not going to be here. All right, fine. We'll do that way. I'm uh, sorry. I'm, I'm currently in the Epstein's in Worcester. Oh, wow. Okay. Let me just go briefly through the, the rest of the discourse. So since the, the purpose of the descent of the soul into a body is to is in order that should eventually reach a state where it's, it's cleaving to Hashem, that means that the neshama has to reach a higher place than it was before it descended to this world that although before the Neshama's ascent to this world, it stood in absolute reverence before the throne of glory, and every Neshama was standing there, Kaim Diyukna, Kamimaka Kadisha, all souls stood before the Holy King, before coming to this world. Nevertheless, by descending to this world, the Neshama reaches, reaches a higher level. As the Torah uses the expression, the spiritual return to, this, to, to the God who gave the spirit. As the author writes in, in Torah Or, that the Nisham has to ascend beyond what we've said in the morning blessings. In the morning blessings, we've said, the soul that you gave me is pure, you created it, you formed it, you blew it within me. And each of those words represents one of the stages of the soul's ascent to the world. You blow it within me is, the, is in this world, you, you formed it as the world of Yitzira, you created it as the world of Bria. It's pure as the world of Atsilos. You gave it, without describing, describing where you gave it, is a first level beyond Atsilos. But the Neshama has to reach beyond all those levels. And that's accomplished through its descent in this world. And that's the meaning of the Pasuk that we quoted, that, we began, that this discourse is based on. This is the beginning of, this is the day, the beginning of your works. This is the perfect intent of man upon, upon this world to bring down to the world the inner light of God's Torah that is brought on you to Skislev with a general power for the entire year at the ultimate purpose the, the the perfect intent of God upon the world, a God of creation, a man upon the world, is not just to elevate the world, but to elevate the neshama as well. As Rabbi Rashab writes in this letter, that Yutes Kislev is a day that God gave us the light and life of our souls, that there, it, this means that there, we should be able to reveal the inner dimension of our neshama by learning the inner dimension of Torah. As it says in the Zohar, the three things that are bound to each other, the soul, the Torah, and God, and when we learn the inner dimension of Torah, we connect the inner dimension of our Hashem with the essence of Hashem. And besides the connection through the various parts of Torah, to the various parts of the Neshama, to Hashem, there's another explanation. Oh, I'm sorry. 
The simple explanation is, and I said I said a dip, deeper explanation. The simple explanation is we connect to the reveal parts of Torah. We connect the reveal parts of our neshama, the reveal parts of Torah. That connects to the inner part of Torah. That connects to the lower parts of godliness, and that connects in turn to the to the inner meaning, inner lights of Hashem. But the deeper meaning again is when we go straight to the inner dimension of Torah, we connect the inner dimension of our neshama, the essence of Hashem. And since you Kislev is the day that gives us the light of Hashem's Torah, therefore on this day it's revealed the perfect intent of Hashem and the, of man's creation on the earth, the elevation of the neshama, that the light of and life of our neshamas are given to us on the 19th of Kislev, especially based upon what the Talmud says, that God looks at the Torah to create the world, so it's understood that the, from the inner dimension of the Torah, this also affects the inner dimension of all of creation, including the inner dimension of who we are. And so if by the fulfillment of God's intent upon uh, God's true intent by the fulfillment of God's perfect true intent of creation of the creation of man upon the earth. We will we come to days of Mashiach and at that time Mashiach will come. Hashem will redeem us in peace in a perfect way, as the Mittler explains that in part of Shalom, in the redemption, there can be many ways you can be redeemed. Um, in many ways, but the Pasuk is emphasizing that the redemption is done in a way of peace. That And this verse specifically is talking about the war of David and Avshalom. And in that war, the peace came from through the war and the end of the war. And the people of Avshalom prayed that David should be successful. That's one level of peace. A, a higher meaning of peace is that the peace that was in time of Shlomo Melech. And in his days, the moon was always full, representing how there was a full revelation of godliness in the world. But the ultimate purpose of ultimate perfection of peace will only be when Mashiach will come. And so it should be for us speedily mamish in our days, the coming of the King Mashiach, and Mashiach comes from the seed of David and the seed of Shleimai, and he will accomplish that the world, that Hashem's reign will be revealed upon the world, that by, by a person's effort on this in this earth, to make the world a home for Hashem, make a home for Hashem's essence, God's essence will be living, so to speak, in the in his dwelling, in his home, in a revealed way. As the Torah says, the glory of Hashem will be revealed, and we will see how the mouth of God is speaking. We'll see how the revelation of Hashem in this world, in the third base of Migdash, the base of Migdash that God will make with his hands, that means if in the first base of Migdash, God rested in, as King Solomon said, that the highest heavens can't contain you, but the house can. How much more so in the third base of Migdash, the house made by Hashem's hands, maybe this happened in Mamish. So in, in short, observe, what we did today is we learned the purpose of man's intended creation and that there is to make is to serve Hashem. The the uh, true, the perfect way of fulfilling God's intended creation is not just that our body is elevated, but then Hashem is elevated as well. And that's achieved specifically through the learning of Chassidus. And, and that's why Yitzchak is called the perfect fulfillment of God's intent of creation, which brings us to the coming of Mashiach when God's glory will be revealed here in the base of Migdash and the whole world. Mm-hmm. L'chaim, L'chaim. Service Tavis. Make sure if I bring a little bit with the, with the Yidin over there, they can use you. I know. L'chaim, 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 L'cha